The Lakers added a lot of depth this free agency, and it leads a lot of people to question, with such a deep team, who deserves to be in that starting lineup? We're going to break that all down, plus talk a little bit about the Lakers Summer League, so let's get right into it. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand Podcast. I'm your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Dad, what a last couple of weeks for the purple and gold. Added, you know, a lot of new faces and re-signed some familiar faces. And now the big question, Dad, is with such a deep team, who do you think should be in the starting five? Well, Hannah, I think we can definitely start with LeBron and AD. I don't think there's any surprise about that. And I also think that it's pretty certain that Austin Reeves is going to be the starting shooting guard But as for who's going to be the starting uh, point guard and who's going to be the other forward in the starting lineup, there's a lot of options here and a lot of debate and a lot of disagreement among Laker fans as to who it should be. Yeah, you know, I tend to agree with you about obviously LeBron, AD, and and Austin. And then I guess I would assume it would be D'Lo and then Rui, but... Like I said, the Lakers added a lot of new, really good guys. You know, we could very well see a world where, you know, Gabe Vincent is the starting point guard over D'Angelo. You know, we could also see potentially, you know, Tyron Prince getting that starting spot. Um, You know, there's there's a lot of different ways that starting five could look. Dad, I wanted to ask you really quickly, though. Could you see a starting lineup? Because you mentioned Austin Reeves starting as a shooting guard. But last season, you know, he talked or he played a lot of point guard, actually, for us. He really improved on his playmaking skills. As we all know, D'Angelo Russell is not necessarily the best playmaker. He's more of a shooter, more of a point guard who just kind of focuses on scoring the basketball. Could you see a starting five where maybe actually Austin is that starting point guard and then D'Angelo is our shooting guard? You know, Hannah, um, I don't know that the Lakers would ever come out and say that or admit that, but they've also said during this offseason that they do intend to run the offense through Austin Reeves a lot next year. So, uh, you know, one thing Reeves has shown is that he's a pretty good playmaker. You know, he can he can uh, get other people involved. He can pass really well. He can get into the lane and, and, and create havoc. So, uh, yes, I do believe, but you know, Gabe Vincent has a lot of fans among uh, Laker faithful here who feel that he should be the starting point guard and D'Angelo should come off the uh, the bench. What do you think about that? I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell that's going to happen just because I know, I don't necessarily think that's the wrong move. I, I wouldn't be upset personally by it. I just think D'Angelo Russell is not the kind of guy who's going to want to come off the bench. He's always been a starter. And as we all know, the second you start kind of taking that bench rule, it's really hard to necessarily work your way back up. And you don't want to be known as a bench guy. I know D'Angelo definitely doesn't want to be known as a, as a bench guy, especially because the Lakers are paying him so much money. However, I understand the argument because you look at that starting five and let's say, you know, it is LeBron, it is AD, it's D'Lo, Austin, and Rui. That's a lot of scoring there. And then you look at our bench, and obviously we, we have so many other guys. You know, we have Gabe Vincent. We have Tyron Prince. Um, you know, we have Cam Reddish. We have, you know, so many guys who can obviously score the basketball. But at the same time, having D'Lo come off the bench and kind of be that firepower where he would have the ball in his hands pretty much 24-7 if he does take that that six-man role for us. I could understand why the Lakers uh, coaching staff and why a lot of fans would like to see that happen. 
I'm not, you know, necessarily uh, upset about that idea. I just think with D'Angelo, knowing his personality, knowing the, the kind of player he thinks he is, I think he would be very, very sour if he was demoted to the bench role. However, uh, as we all say, it doesn't really matter who starts. It more so matters who finishes. And we definitely could see a start or an ending five with Gabe Vincent in there instead of D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, um, Hannah, I just can't envision D'Angelo Russell coming off the bench, especially to start the season. I, I, I just, you know, I just don't think his mindset uh, would accept that. I, I just, I think it would spell trouble. Um, now, you know, it's a long season. A lot can happen. People get injured. Uh, some people play better than expected. Some people play worse than expected. But I fully expect to see D'Angelo Russell, even though I understand other Laker fans feel differently. Uh, I, I really would be shocked if D'Angelo Russell didn't start the season, uh, you know, in the starting lineup. Now, now the other position, Hannah, you mentioned Rui, but what about Vando, Vanderbilt? Yeah, I was just gonna going to ask you, Dad. I think the other big question mark here is who should start, you know, besides should it be Rui, should it be Vando, or there are still some rumors, Dad, that the Lakers could very well. I know it sounds crazy, Laker fam, but that the Lakers could somehow pull off signing Christian Wood. Now, if the Lakers get Christian Wood, I think that makes things even more interesting because we've talked about this, you know, privately, not on the podcast, but about how we don't think there's any chance that Christian Wood would be coming off the bench. But then, of course, the Lakers just paid Rui, you know, a big contract. So that's kind of the biggest question. Then, of course, Vando, you know, for defensive purposes, obviously he's not the scorer that Rui is. But like I mentioned earlier with, you know, D'Angelo, the Lakers starting five that we just kind of projected has so much scoring in there. Is it better to save a guy like Rui to come off the bench, be our sixth man, and really be able to, to score, you know, 20 points a night versus being in that starting five and probably not getting quite as many touches? The thing about Vanderbilt, Hannah, is he played well last season as a starter, you know, and uh, a lot of times they needed him to take the other team's best scorer. Uh, sometimes that was a smaller player, but he still did it and did the best job possible, you know. So for defensive purposes, you know, you play one of these teams with, with great point guards, uh, they may very well need Vando to come in and play defense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think a, thing, a big thing there uh, in terms of the, the Rui Vando kind of swap that we could see is going to be based on matchups, um, you know, especially as we get deeper into the season and, you know, obviously once the playoffs come around. I think that's what it's really going to come down to because, you know, obviously, Dad, like you said, Vando is one of our better defenders on this team. So, uh, like, we saw him guard a lot of the times the other team's best player. I definitely think we could see Vando and Rui kind of be a little bit more interchangeable there. But, you know, Dad, it's going to be really interesting to see kind of how this all plays out because obviously we have these ideas of, you know, who should be in the starting five now, but then once training camp comes around, it really is fair game. And there could be someone that really just impresses Darvin Ham and the coaching staff. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, I think it's a really good thing. I think it really pushes these guys to bring their A game and to fight because their spot in the starting five, unless you're LeBron or AD, even Austin, Dad, I hate to say it to you. I know you're, you know, sulking when I say this, but even Austin's spot, none of that is solidified. They're going to have to come in and, you know, really fight tooth and nail for those that starting five spot. But uh, at the end of the day, being such a deep team, it's there could be a way more problems to have than that. But Dad, I want to take a, a little bit of a, a turn here. I want to talk about Summer League. 
Now, Laker fam, for those of you listening, my dad, this just goes to show what a fan he is. He has been watching the California Classic, the Lakers Summer League, so intensely, so closely, as if it is Game 7 of the NBA Finals. I mean, I have never seen anything like it. So, Dad, I'm going to give you the floor here for a bit. Tell me what you think. Uh, what have been your observations on the Lakers Summer League? Has anyone impressed you? Uh, do you think anyone on this Summer League team deserves uh, a shot to uh, actually be on this roster come season time? Yeah, Hannah, I think that's the big question, and it's really the reason why I've watched so closely. You know, the Lakers have uh, two more open spots on the roster, at least one of which they're going to definitely fill before the season starts. And so I've been looking at this uh, Summer League to see, is there anybody on this Summer League team who I think could be that 14th player on the roster? And, uh, no, now let's start with Max Christie, of course. He's going to be on the roster for sure, and he's been outstanding. I mean, he really looks good, Hannah. You know, um, I'm going to predict, I'm going to go out on a limb. It's only July right now, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say Max Christie's going to be an important part of this team. He is really coming strong. I don't think his summer league performance is a fluke at all. This is a guy who's worked very hard. He's put on size. I think he supposedly has grown an inch or two, and... You know, I I think, you know, right now he's the fourth guard out of five guards on the team, and they're going to need at least four guards to play regular minutes. So Max Christie, they're counting on Max Christie as things stand right now to play significant minutes this season. And right now, from what I'm seeing, he could outplay some of the other guys. Yeah, no, you know, it's interesting because I think Max Christie could be a dark horse for the Lakers this season. You know, from everything I've heard from the Lakers coaching staff and from some of my inside sources, they definitely believe that Max Christie could have a a bigger role with this team than a lot of people imagine. Like you said, you know, he's put on size this summer league. He's only 20 years old, but he definitely looks, you know, bigger, much more mature than he did last year. So he continues to uh, knock down that three-point shot and then to work really hard on defense, I think uh, he could actually have a much bigger role than originally expected. Yeah, now the other summer league participants, Hannah, I, I'm going to be honest, I, I, I'm undecided at this point. First of all, on the big signing this offseason, Jalen hood Shafino. I'm going to be honest with you, Hannah, I, I haven't been super impressed with him so far. Um, you know... I see some good things there. I mean, he moves the ball. He handles it well. He looks like he could get other people involved. He looks like he's a pretty solid defender. But literally, I'm going to be honest, Hannah, it's painful to say this. He can't shoot to save his life. I mean, the guy can't shoot. And if this is really who he is at this stage of his you know, career, he's going to have to go a long way before he's going to be able to crack the rotation and be a participant. Yeah, you know, a lot of people kind of, uh, when the Lakers first drafted him, compared him to Austin Reeves and saying that, you know, listen, Austin shot his rookie season when they first, you know, drafted him was not impressive either. And he had to really work, but his shot, Austin shot looked way better than what I'm seeing from from JHS so far. So, you know, you're completely right, Dad. I think uh, he's the kind of guy that it's a project. It's going to take a little bit of time, uh, but you obviously can't give up. You know, it's just a couple games into the summer league and he's still such a young guy, but definitely, uh, definitely needs to work on his shot because that's not pretty. Yeah, no, I'm not giving up, Hannah. I don't mean to suggest that. And I do see some positives with him, but I, I you know, he can't shoot. You can just look at his form. He, he can't shoot. Now, um, let's go on to uh, Colin Castleton for a moment. 
Uh, Castleton, I think, is is the big wild card here. Uh, if anybody makes the that you know fourteenth spot right now, um, it it's going to be him. But I'm not ready to predict it's going to be him. I, I watch him. He's an interesting player. He does certain things really, really well. He's mature. He's a great ball handler on offense. He, he really, he, you know, he can bring the ball up the court as a big man. He, he's really, really good in a lot of ways. Uh, he's not going to stretch the floor, but the guy can certainly score around the rim. But I, the one thing that I've been a little disappointed, he doesn't seem to have much hops. He doesn't get off the ground uh, on the defensive end very well. And that's a, that's a problem for me. Uh, you know, I really wish that uh, he could do better. Now, Cole Swider, let me just mention him for a moment. I love Cole Swider last year. I was rooting for Cole Swider. I'm rooting for him again this year. And he's, he's definitely improved from last year where all he could do is shoot and he could do nothing else. I'm just not quite sure. He's, he's very close to being an NBA player at least an end-of-the-bench NBA player who maybe comes in when you need some scoring. But I, I'm just not quite sure right now. But those are really sort of the only guys who have stood out to me uh, on the Summer League team. Yeah, you know, I completely agree with everything you're saying there. You know, it's interesting because Cole, I know Cole Swider, Dad. I know it breaks your heart to uh, to kind of be a little bit negative about him. But, you know, I think... I know a lot of Laker fans were high on him. I think they were hoping that he would have a bigger role. But in my eyes, I just think it's pretty apparent. I don't think he is someone who's going to really be able to uh, be the kind of guy that we are all hoping for. And then it's interesting, you know, about Castleton because I agree. And I do think Castleton's a guy. He's obviously a big. The Lakers need another big um, that could potentially, if he is able to, you know, come in, grab a few rebounds. We could potentially see him get some minutes this season. But, you know, still have a couple more Summer League games to go, so we're just going to kind of have to keep observing. But that's what's so exciting about the Summer League is you're kind of able to uh, see these guys in a game setting with the lights flashing, the pressure on a little bit, and see what they can do. And obviously take it with a grain of salt because these are all young guys who have a lot of potential. And, you know, you have to remember that they're all very young. They're all probably very, very nervous. And this is just a small sample size of what, you know, they could end up being as an NBA player. But, Lady Fam, I think that is going to wrap up today's show. Let me know, though, who do you think should be in the Lakers starting five? And also let me know your thoughts on the Lakers Summer League so far. Has anyone impressed you? Who would you want to see actually get some minutes next season? Let me know. You can tweet me. My Twitter's at Hannah underscore Kulik. And, of course, you can always message me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Hannah Rose Kulik. Till next time, Laker Hand and Laker Daughter out. Bye, everyone.